Hello there, friends. Thanks for tuning in to episode two of the CR Podcast. This is sports editor Chris Shans, and this episode will focus on the upcoming IHSAA wrestling postseason tournaments, which begin on Saturday. Jay County High School is host to as many as five tournaments each season, including Saturday's sectional tournament and the regional tournament February 2nd. If you've ever been to either of the postseason tournaments at Jay County, you very well know the Patriot Gym is full of both excitement and setbacks as hope for state titles are kept alive while others come to an end. But did you know there's quite a bit involved with facilitating one of these events? In this show, I sit down with tournament director Tim Millspaugh to discuss just what goes into Jay County hosting one of these extravaganzas. Hi, I'm here with Tim Millspaugh now. He has been a tournament director for wrestling tournaments at Jay County for at least a number of years. And first, Tim, how did you get into directing tournaments? Well, when I came to Jay County High School in 2002, um, I also came in and coached wrestling for a year. I'd coached wrestling nine years at Delta. And so Brad Lindsay uh, was the athletic director. And when I stopped coaching wrestling, he had asked me about helping out with some of the tournaments and then when Phil Ford came back, he asked me to continue that, and so I've been doing it pretty much ever since. If you had to put a number on it, how many tournaments would you say you've done for Jay? Oh, I, I don't know. It's it's a lot. Um, what does it take to be a tournament director? Uh, to be honest with you, the the biggest things you've got to be organized. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we do is behind the scenes, but if it doesn't go well, uh, then you're the guy. You know, you're the one that. Uh, when the tournament runs late or doesn't start on time, that's a big one. Uh, the mats are empty and people are sitting just wondering why wrestling's not going on. Uh, so organization's a big part of it. Uh, and then once once you kind of get into it, um, you know, it, it kind of runs itself. Like from year to year, you know uh, what you have to do. Uh, but certainly, like we've got things that have changed recently. Track wrestling now. Everything is done at Matt's site on computers. Uh, you know, we seed everything on the track wrestling program. Uh, so if track wrestling goes down, you've got to have a plan what you're going to do. Um, now we're doing our seed meetings via like Google Hangouts, which we're going to do today for the ACAC. So certainly you've got to be willing to adapt and make some changes along the line. And, and uh, that's starting to happen a lot more recently just because of technology. With track wrestling, then, how has it made things easier for you? Well, uh, one of the things that's certainly um, a lot nicer about track wrestling is the coaches put all of their information on track wrestling. Like, I send out a notification that says, uh, on this date at this time, you're able to submit your lineup. And you have until this date at this time and then they go in and enter all their like head-to-head stuff so that we can look and see who's beaten whom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so used to, I did all that stuff. Like they sent that stuff to me and I typed it all in. Uh, and now they do that, which is definitely handy and, and helpful. Uh, the other thing, and this doesn't really help me, but I think it helps a lot of people interested. Uh, obviously, sectional and regional, you can get some bad weather. Uh, here's you know an opportunity for people to follow along and be able to see what's going on in the wrestling match from the con- uh, confines of their own home. Uh, you mentioned stuff behind the scenes. What does it take into uh, preparing for a tournament? Well, typically the first thing that, that I do uh, is I will get 
just like a, a letter together of all the information about the tournament. We'll send that out to the athletic directors uh, and then have them forward that on to the coaches. And a lot of that talks about like weigh-in time, uh, seed meeting, you know, what we're going to do with that, how we're going to do it, uh, placings, and, you know, who's going to get the top six or top eights, what we're going to place, and what awards are going to go with that. And then once that stuff gets sent out, then you've got to order track wrestling uh, because you pay per event that you use it. And so you've got to get that, and then you've got to set up, like, all the settings uh, that you want for your tournament. Now, once you do it the first time, you typically go in and just import from the previous year, uh, and so those things all pop up. Uh, but then you have to get that stuff set up uh, so that you can send that notification email I was talking to you about uh, out to the coaches so they can start getting their lineups in. And then, you know, a lot of things that I think people aren't, necessarily aware of and it's not all that exciting but like once a kid's put in a bracket like that's their bracket where they're drawn into it or they're seated that's the only weight class they can wrestle and so if that kid doesn't make weight he's out uh, but you have to have like lineups then because it can't just be any backup goes into that they have to give you their roster and so then if they say hey you know I need to put this kid in at 126 well, if you look at the roster and that kid's at 32, he can't wrestle there. He can wrestle that weight class or the weight class up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you got to double-check all that stuff. Uh, and sectional, that's a really big deal because you get the official roster from the IHSAA. And if you have a coach that's put a kid in at a weight class on the official roster and then they try and put him in at a weight class and sectional below that, like that can't happen. Uh, but if you don't catch that, then you get in a lot of trouble. Is, so, that, is that something you find yourself constantly looking for? I mean, is that something that has come up in the past? It has one time, um, and then what I would call the recent past, um, I don't know, it was five, six years ago, we had a, and I missed it the first time I went through and checked everybody, and I went back a second time, and it was after the seed meeting, but I caught it, and I'm like, uh-oh. And so we contacted the school, and the, the kid was a scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, but... If that kid would wrestle that weight class, that'd have been a problem. Uh, that'd have been my problem. So, you know, it's it's stuff that you really have to be on top of. Uh, once the wrestling meet starts, uh, like I said, it's just it's so much computers. It's a lot of troubleshooting. The other guy that helps with all those, and he's our tech guy, is Mark Root, uh, and Mark does a, a fantastic job. Uh, and you'd you'd be amazed at some of the the crazy things. And and I don't think about this stuff, and I'm glad he does. But like updates on a computer if that happens in the middle of a match that's a nightmare uh so he has all that stuff taken care of in advance uh he has we have our own wi-fi network that only the head table and the tables uh, where the kids are wrestling are able to access that way you don't end up with like connection issues because too many people are on that particular frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, he takes care of all that stuff, and uh, it it's worked out really well. As a football coach, you've encountered some stressful situations that that brings, but how does this compare? Are there any stressful situations that directing a tournament has, has caused you, and how does that compare to being a football coach, I guess? Uh, I would say the most stressful time, without question, is in the morning. Uh, you know, I try and tell the coaches, like, what time weigh-ins are, and what time they should be there uh, because like we need time 
to get everybody weighed in, to get the weigh-in sheets, to look at all the scratch sheets and make sure that all the changes uh, are good. And I think a lot of times people aren't aware of how many changes happen the day of a, a wrestling match. Uh, I would say on a just a, a regular, well, like the ECIC, if we only have 20 changes the day of a match, that's fantastic. Uh, it is insane how many. And then if a seated wrestler is out, let's say the, the number one seed comes in and doesn't make weight or has a skin condition and can't wrestle, we have to bump everybody up. So two becomes one, three becomes two, so on and so forth. And then if they have a replacement, that kid goes in as the eighth seed. If they don't, the last drawn wrestler goes in as the eighth seed. Uh, and when you have a small window, because let's say a school showed up late for weigh-ins, then that pushes everything into a really tight window for you to get everything finished mm -hmm. because at 9 o'clock you start wrestling. Or in right. a sectional you start at 8.30. Right. And if you don't, nobody cares why. It's you didn't start on time. Yeah, uh, and so that's definitely stressful. Um, and I've had to, I've had to talk to some coaches from other schools that they knew in advance what time their bus was supposed to leave, and it was after weigh-ins, and they didn't change it. Uh, and so we we had some words, and um, they were they were apologetic, uh, but at the end of the day, like they were wrong. That's not okay. Um, so yeah, I mean that stuff's stressful. I don't know that I'd say that it still compares to, you know, fourth and goal, game on the line, and, yeah. you know, that stuff's uh, – because even though as the tournament director, uh, there's a lot of people probably don't know who the tournament director is. Um, everybody knows when something doesn't go well on Friday, who's yeah. to blame. Well, and you had enough of those stressful situations this year too that, you know, you, you've probably had enough of those to last you for quite some time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that tends to happen, especially with the way, you know, style of, of play. Uh, there's a lot of people that show up to these events. Um, not only do you have the, the coaches and the wrestlers, but you have the spectators as well. How do you manage those people? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, security uh, is how we, we manage those people. Uh, most of the time, we do not have lots of interactions uh, with the fans unless it's uh, James Myers a lot of times, but our announcer coming on uh, just saying, hey, you need to get back away from the mat. Uh, spectators need to stay upstairs. Uh, but most of the time, we have very, very little interaction uh, with them. Uh, and most spectators have very little interaction with any of the, the personnel running the tournament, uh, with the exception of the ticket taker at the very front uh, door. And then if we have issues uh, with parents getting upset, uh, then we have to to get the sheriff's deputy uh, to go take care of that. And that doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen every once in a while. Uh, other than the time constraints that you mentioned earlier, what would you say is the biggest challenge in directing a tournament like these? Um, I would say having good people uh, working. Uh, like we have uh, typically, like Rosemary Hemmelgarn does all the uh, wall charts, the brackets that the, the kids get when they win. And you need somebody with nice handwriting uh, and someone that kind of pays attention to what they're doing. She does a really nice job at that. The announcer is critical because everybody's called to the mat. Uh, we do not have like, okay, the top bracket's mat one, middle bracket, mat two. Uh, so they have to be paying attention. Uh, but that person has to be paying attention and saying like, this person's up on mat one, this person's on deck, uh, this match is in the hole. 
and it has to be clear so that people can understand what they're saying. Uh, but then your table help, you know, they have to understand wrestling. You've got to have somebody that knows how to, to run the board uh, because that's what everybody sees, even though that's not the official score. You know, that's pretty important because all the fans, that gets them riled up if the mm-hmm. score's not right or the clock's not starting on time. And then you've got to have people that understand wrestling and can also use a laptop uh, because that's the track wrestling that the people at home see, but that's what we get at the head table, and that's actually considered the uh, official scorebook. Mm-hmm. I think you ran into this once with ECI, so you had to settle a dispute with a coach. I think it was penalized a couple points for something. Um what other authority do you have? I mean, is do you have the final say in coaches getting penalized or teams getting points taken away, or you know, how does that work? Uh, to be honest with you, the officials uh, have the final say there. A lot of times, uh, when a coach comes to us, whether it's Mark or myself, uh, it's more to vent than anything else. Uh, and you know, in that particular situation, uh, we actually had two happen this year at ECIC, and and that never happens. Um, the officials that we have there, a lot of them are state officials. Uh, and so we normally do not have many problems. Uh, but the one guy, he came and he was very upset uh, about, he felt like he was being wronged because he was from Ohio. Um, and so, you know, he was trying to explain, you know, that this coach was able to stand up and didn't have to be in the seat. And the official made him be in the seat, and then he dinged him for a team point. Uh, and so I just told him that I would talk to the official and you know get back with them. There's two sides to every story, uh, and I certainly wanted to get both perspectives. And when I talked to the official, he said, yeah, he said, I made him sit down. But he said, the reason why I made him sit down is because he wasn't coaching his kid, he was coaching me. <laughs> and he said, I'm not going to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the time the I got back to where I could talk to him about it, those two had already talked it out, and they were good to go. Uh, and then we did have another uh, issue, and it really wasn't a huge ordeal. We had an assistant coach that got a little upset with the official, and so the official dinged him a point, but he wasn't sure what school he was from, so he asked, and the guy lied to him. So that led to another one and the removal of the head coach uh, because the conduct of the coaches mm-hmm. is a reflection of the head coach, and so right, the head coach right. was removed. Um, and that athletic director actually called me and wanted to know, you know, what took place. And so I had to, you know, contact Mr. Boozier, who had to contact uh, the official to make sure the official filled out the report and sent it in to Robert Falcons so that this guy could get that report because he wanted to take care of that with his coaches. Falcons is the uh, <clears throat> IHSA commissioner that deals with wrestling, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. And. It uh it ended up, you know, because he was like the AD from the school was like, well, I hope we can come back next year. And I said, yeah, I don't think it was that big of a deal. I just think the official was mad because the guy lied to him. And he mm-hmm. said, well, I'm mad because he lied to him. And I said, I understand that. But it that rarely happens. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's the officials that have the final say there. What do you like best about doing this? Uh, to be honest with you, it keeps me involved in a sport uh, that, like, I wrestled uh, more than I did anything else. Uh, I coached wrestling for 10 years. Um, for a long time, I I never thought that I would, would do anything other than, than coach wrestling. Um, and so it's helped keep me involved in that. Now my son's in the little kids program over there. Uh, he'll come out and, you know, watch some of the wrestling. And uh, we go to 
well, we do like sectional regional, but we'll go to state that Friday night. Yep. Um, his buddy, Spencer Smitley, and his dad, Ryan, who's one of the table help guys that's coached with us. Like, we all go down Friday night and watch wrestling. And so it's just a way to stay involved in a sport that, to be honest with you, has really impacted um, a lot of the things that, that I do uh, and the manner in which I, I live my life. Um, it's a hard sport. Uh, it's a grueling, very tough sport that requires tons of mental toughness and i respect that a lot and so that's why i like to stay involved as, as much as possible i found out firsthand when i wrestled gavin exactly how how strong you have to be to to wrestle i mean that was not something i was expecting when i stepped on the mat with him as a football coach i know you have players who also wrestle what's it like for you then to be their coach in the fall see them wrestle in the in the winter well to be honest with you we try and get a lot of our kids to wrestle uh, for what I just told you, it's it's just it's a hard sport. Uh, it preaches mental toughness. It forces you to be mentally and physically tough. And so we try and get our guys to do it as much as possible. Uh, some guys, you know, they grow up with it. Uh, Connor da- uh, Davis, for example. I mean, he had never wrestled. It's a senior year. They needed heavyweight. Uh, so we try and, and promote them to do it. Uh, but it is. It's fun to, to watch them wrestle. Um, you know, sometimes... You know, like I just encourage him and I cheer for him. Uh, and sometimes, like, they'll come off the mat. And, you know, Thomas didn't – he didn't play football last year. Uh, but he's been in our program and, you this know. This is Thomas Hemmelgarn. Thomas Hemmelgarn, yes. And uh, he uh, has been in my class. And so, you know, he lost in the, the finals of ECIC. And he came over after he would wrestled and had calmed down a little bit at the end of the match. And I just said, you got to move on bottom when they blow the whistle, man. Like, you know, that three points killed you. Uh-huh. And Bruce Wood was standing right there, and he goes, it's easiest time to get up, man. They haven't done anything yet. Like, you got to go. Uh, and he's like, I know. Uh, but I don't, I don't try and do a lot of that. But just every once in a while, um, it's kind of fun because I think a lot of times when the wrestlers come into my class, especially early on, they had no idea that I knew anything about wrestling. And so when I talk about some of the stuff, they're like, oh, like, he knows. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, it's, uh, it's a tough sport, but it's, it's something that I'm really, really glad that I did. And it's one of those things that it's in your blood, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, because, you know, my wife's family, like, Brady's going to these wrestling matches and they'll come to some, they have no idea what's going on. And I don't know what they really think about it. But, you know, it's, uh, once you've got it, like, it just it burns like you love it. Well, Tim, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me, and uh, I hope everything goes well for you in these next couple of weeks. Thank you, and as long as the weather cooperates, uh, we'll be in, in great shape. Obviously, we and I don't even remember what year it was. It was several years ago. We had that total disaster with the regional, and yeah. So Mother Nature cooperates. We'll be fine. Thanks a lot, Tim. Appreciate Bye. it. Thank you. That'll be it for episode two. Remember, if you have questions or comments about the podcast or have suggestions for topics of upcoming episodes, please email them to sports at the CR.com. See you next time.